Ladies and gentlemen, welcome in to Marcus Olin. Loves porn and capitalism. I want to start with a uh, an R.I.P. to the late great Tom Brenneman. Uh, moment of silence for him. He was um, mauled to death the other day by a uh, a crowd of Antifa rioters. Um, it was the middle of a baseball game. He was the if you don't know who Tom Brenneman is, Tom Brenneman is the former broadcaster for the Cincinnati Reds of uh, of Major League Baseball. He made a comment that he thought was off air, but apparently it was it was they had come back from the commercial break. He referred to some place as a uh, quote unquote fag capital. Now I don't know what city he was talking about. I can only guess San Francisco, but I don't know. But I don't know what city he was talking about. And then he was mauled to death. But before he was mauled to death and grabbed out of the broadcast booth in an empty stadium somehow, cardboard cutouts of people actually came to life and then came and uh, uh, mauled him. But they did let him make a public apology first. Um, So I do want to just play that for everyone here real quick. Here is Tom Brenneman. Castellanos to lead things off. Jim Day's going to be taking us the rest of the way through this game. As Holland takes over on the mound. Um, I made a comment earlier tonight that uh, I guess uh, went out over the year that I am deeply ashamed of. Um, If I have hurt anyone out there, I can't tell you how much I say from the bottom of my heart. I'm so very, very sorry. I pride myself and think of myself as a a man of faith. As there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. And so that'll make it a 4 nothing ball game. I don't know if I'm going to be putting on this headset again. I don't know if you're going to be putting it on again either, Tom. Uh, that was the funniest apology because Nick Castellanos hits a home run right when he's trying to apologize on the air. Um, I did also want to play the actual clip of what he said because um, that was pretty funny too. So here we have the clip of what Tom Brenneman actually got caught saying. Let's take a listen. So there you have it. That's what canceled him. One of the fag capitals of the world. Again, I don't know what city he was talking about. Um, I don't know if that's been made public, but uh, just an RIP to Tom Brenneman because he's done. He is done. Very, very, very done with baseball, I guess. I don't know. Maybe the UFC. Maybe he'll go on Rogan, right? That's the tour right now. If you get canceled, you go on Rogan. Then you get a bunch of new fans. Then you write a book. You start your own podcast. And hopefully people like it. So that's Tom Brenneman. But that's not the only thing that happened. Okay? That's not the only thing that happened this week. There was also the DNC, the Democratic National Convention, took place this week as Joe Biden got the official nomination. They did a virtual convention because everything's virtual this year. And... uh Before the convention actually started, though, there was an interview that Joe Biden did. I know he doesn't do a lot of interviews, but he did decide to do an interview. And it was actually a a real good interview. It was a hard-hitting interview. They asked him the real tough questions. 
um, about his presidency, what his plans are, what his platform really is. They ask all the tough questions. And of course, I'm talking about the interview that he did with Cardi B. And uh, we have a clip of that I want to show right here as well. Hey, what's up, homies? Yeah. We're here with Queen Latifah. Hey, Queen, Queen Latifah. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, there's some hordes in the house. What? What? Come here. There's some hordes in the house. I, I don't, you want to win this pussy? Make that pullout game weak. <laughs> wait, what? Wait, you're fucking you with about? some weight ass pussy. Bring a bucket wait, and a mouth for this. Weight ass pussy. Give me everything are you, are you, you got for this. Wet ass wet pussy. pussy. <laughs> wait, you got a wet ass pussy? Beat it yeah. up. Can't you charge? Extra oh, hard. Oh, no, no. I... Extra hard. Put this wait, pussy right on your face. <laughs> uh, hey, 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 Swipe your nose uh, like a credit card. Are, are, you, are, you, are you talking? I want to ride. I hey. do a kegel. Huh? Are you... Spit in my mouth. Uh, uh, look into wait, my what? eyes. This pussy oh. is wet. Oh, you're Go take a wet a pussy. Tie me up, man. I need a hard hitter. Up. I need a, a deep up. stroker. Hey, you I like need a penny drinker. You know? I, got, I, got I need a weed so. smoker. With a hook in I need a king cobra. <laughs> Like a snake. Lean into it. Ah, uh, it's pussy got A one just like it's credit. <laughs> I got, I got good credit. I got good yeah, credit. That's right, I, man. You want some yeah. of this soggy pussy? Ah, uh, you say soggy pussy? You, you want wait, some what? of this soggy pussy? Yeah. Did you say soggy it's pussy? Wet. So wait, you want wet, some wet pussy? Wet pussy. Wet pussy? Yes. You got a wet pussy? I don't cook. I don't clean. But uh, that's right. You know, my I wife got a wet ass pussy. I think that's enough of that. Um, and obviously, I mean, Cardi B was asking him the hard questions, right? Like, do you want some of this wet-ass pussy? Like, do you want some? It's a hard-hitting question. I think I think it's the question everyone was wondering, right? Like, Joe, do you, do you want some WAP? Is that what you want? And I think it's good that he did this interview because clearly, I mean, it's showing that he has the ability to, you know, communicate to the younger generation, to your diversity coalition, your your uh, women of color, Latin X, black females. I think it showed he's able to communicate with that demographic, which is going to be huge. If he wants to win, he wants to win. Come on. He wants to win, of course. So um, I'm glad I'm glad he did that interview. It was just huge. It was just huge, you know. One of those landmark interviews, like when Elon Musk went on Rogan, it was kind of the same level where everyone's like, wow, what a what a great way to get two bright minds together to talk about the issues. So that was beautiful. Maybe the most beautiful part of the week, honestly, uh, was watching that interview. And, you know, I, I think a lot of times we as a society – look at strippers as if they have nothing to say. You know, we look at them and say, you know, they just, they're dancers, shut up and dance. But I think they deserve to be heard. I do. And I think that's great. I think it's awesome that we're finally able to hear from the working class that Joe Biden claims to represent and that he had the opportunity to sit down virtually and talk to someone who has been so oppressed by the Donald Trump regime that she only became famous during it. But that's not the point. The point is, she was uh she had the opportunity to ask the hard hitting questions. So that's good. That was great. And honestly, I think Cardi B is a genius. And I'm not saying this jokingly. I think she is a straight up genius. Maybe not her, but whoever is behind her, right? I'm sure she has a team. Uh, because 
she leans into it. Every time that people complain about her, like, oh my God, she's degrading, she's this. First of all, when people do that, the other side goes, well, no, she's empowering, when really she's just crazy. She's just crazy, but they've monetized her craziness. And here's the thing. I think if you can monetize mental illness, that's how you get ahead in this country. You have to monetize mental illness and buy gold. I think those are the two things that you need to do is monetize mental illness, buy gold, maybe Bitcoin. I don't know. My Bitcoin's going up and down, kind of like a mentally ill person. Um, But that's, again, beside the point. The point is Joe Biden finally had the hard-hitting sit-down interview with a notable journalist named Cardi B. And I, I think I think it's going to help him. I think it's really going to help him because I think black people are going to look at it and be like, well, now I got to vote for Joe Biden. He talked to Cardi B. Um, Billie Eilish was at the DNC giving the most lackluster speech, basically, you know, vote for Joe. And it's like, at what point are they going to realize that just putting a bunch of celebrities up there isn't connecting to who you need to get to vote for you, okay? Even if you're fighting for 18 to 24-year-olds, we don't vote. I'm 26 now, but I always voted when I was 24, you know, under 24, 18 to 24. But by and large, 18 to 24-year-olds do not vote. You need to be looking at the 25 to 30 five or the 25 to 50 age range that's really i think where a lot of the swing voters are going to come in okay but they want to play this game where they're like no let's appeal to 12 year olds let's appeal to 12 year olds because that'll work right let's 12 year olds love cardi b they do they do they love cardi b they love billy eilish they love all of that let's pander to that because 12 year olds can vote right you know how the DNC looks at it, Bill Clinton and all of them. If you can fuck them, they can vote, right? And that's basically how they look at it. They're like, you're 12, you're voting, we're fucking you, okay? That's how we're doing it. You don't like it, that's on you, okay? That's on you, America. The other big story, um, now that we're in this realm of pedophilia, was this uh, French Netflix, I don't know if it was a movie or a show, it was called Cuties, that was the American name of it, and um, the poster for it, the big, you know how Netflix has their nice, very well curated images that they put out to try and help promote the show, theirs for this show, Cuties, showed uh, girls who are very young, let's look it up real quick, Cuties poster, Girls who are very, very young, and they are basically half-naked, dressed like strippers. And this is supposed to be empowering in some way. I don't know how. I don't know how. I think it's because the main character is, like, Muslim. So they're like, well, we'll strip her of her hijab and turn her into a little 12-year-old stripper. Which is weird to me, again, because the left are the ones who are always like, you can't ban hijabs. But then they'll be like, but we'll rip it off this little 12-year-old girl and turn her into a stripper. Is that cool? We did it in France. Is that cool? We can do it in France? And I think it's great, honestly. I think it's great. Um, it's it's great that women, girls nowadays have you know a role model to look up to like Cardi B and Joe Biden and everything like that. It's great. And I'm not – trust me. I'm not saying Trump is this polished you know, gentleman, but he doesn't hide it. He's, he, doesn't, he doesn't go up there and be like – I mean, he does go up there and be like, I love women, women are great. But he's not like, I'm the most woke progressive. He doesn't claim one thing and do the other. He claims being a businessman and then he acts like a businessman. Like if you've never worked in a business, if you've never worked with entrepreneurs, they're not 
polite. They're dirty. They're fucking, and not dirty as in not clean. I mean dirty mouth. I mean, they just say whatever the fuck they want to say. Okay, that's how shit gets done. All right? This whole language police thing, that's like a straight-up communist thing. That's what they do in China, right? That's what they're like, oh, you called you called our president Winnie the Pooh? Go to jail. Go to jail. Because in America, everyone calls Trump, basically. He's an orange person. If you're in China and you call their president Winnie the fucking Pooh, you go to jail. So I don't know. Maybe Maybe that is the system we should adopt. Maybe that's the system we should adopt. If you call Trump orange, you're going to jail. If you call Kamala the wrong race, you go to jail. You call her black, you go to jail. You call her Indian, you go to jail. You're going to jail. Tim Dillon said this. You're going to jail. Um, And here's my thing. It's like if I'm going to jail, can I use my own minivan? Like can I try to – because, again, I'm a libertarian. I want low, low government spending, and I already have my own minivan. So can I throw myself in my own minivan and just have you drive it? I don't know how this works. I don't genuinely know how this is supposed to work. But hopefully we can make that happen. That would be nice. I think that would be cool. Me personally. I don't know. But I think it would be cool if I could use my own van to send myself to the gulag. Like I'll drive myself there and then you guys can take the van from there. Is that cool? Because I have it. The minivan's here. I already have it. So... Um, I don't know. I'm trying to I'm trying to figure out what an unmarked minivan means anyway, because mine's an unmarked minivan. It has a license plate, but I mean, so do the ones that they're picking the people up in. They're just not marked police. I have an unmarked minivan. I have one. I like driving it. Okay, it's a Honda. It's foreign. Maybe I know they really have been focusing on American-made cars. I think they always drive the the, the Chrysler or the Dodge minivan. Uh, I don't even know if they make a Dodge minivan anymore. Honestly, honestly, I don't know. But I have a Honda, so I don't know if they're going to want to use that. But maybe when Jinping Winnie the Pooh comes in, Pooh Bear, Pooh Bear can take my minivan. Because he's going to take over. If he takes over America, he's taking over Japan. Okay, I don't know if you know this, but Japan and China have had some historical beef. Hasn't always been pretty, hasn't always been pretty going back and forth, man. It's been a crazy week. You know, you got the DNC. You got uh you got Jeffrey Epstein still in the news. I'm I'm scrolling through my Twitter and uh I found this Jeffrey Epstein clip from TMZ that was actually fucking hilarious if you ask me. Let's play that one real quick. A Gulfstream 4, a Cessna, and a Boeing 727 with, of course, an in-flight trading room. He has a Boeing 727. I'm just wondering now, what do you need a commercial size airliner for? Believe us, it comes in handy when you've got powerful friends to fly around. When Bill Clinton organized a week-long tour of Africa in 2002, Jeff gave him a ride in his personal 727 and took actors Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker along. Yeah, that's my that's my favorite part right there. When Bill Clinton needed a ride, his best friend Jeff offered him a plane. Isn't this crazy? It's TMZ. And then they have this weird guy. What do you need a 727 for? Like, what the fuck, Jeff? You have that many kids, Jeff? It's just weird. Hollywood is such a weird place. And when you see VH1 straight up like normalizing it, between VH1 and Netflix, they really normalize the pedophilia thing and it's kind of fucked up. Um, But those are the people. Those are the people that are going to run the country. They've been running the country and they're going to keep running the country 
when Joe Biden gets elected. Now, do I think Joe Biden's going to win? I don't know. I don't know. It's I I mean, we didn't know with Trump in 2016. So I don't know. I know there are a lot of people who are reconsidering their Trump vote who voted for Trump. Um, there's a lot of people who don't want to vote Democrat because they feel like the Democratic Party sold them out. And I'm talking about progressives, super liberal, woke, leftist, Antifa types. Like a lot of those people look at Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and are like, I don't want to vote for that. Like they hate Trump, but they they hate all of it, really. They hate all of it. They hate America, really. That's what it is. They hate America and they view Joe Biden as too American. And then it's funny because on the right – um, you know, Joe Biden's trying to pander to all these Republicans who don't like Trump. They're looking at him like, ah, he might be a bit of a communist, might be a communist. We don't know. He might be. Who's to say? And I think that is his biggest issue. I don't think he appeals to enough voters. And and it, it, like the thing about Trump is the people who love Trump are going to vote for him no matter what. There's probably about 35% of Americans who are so diehard for Trump that nothing will sway their vote. Literally nothing will sway their vote. Those people, you can't, they're going to vote Trump. It's going to happen. He needs to get enough of everyone else, the other 65% of Americans, to vote for him. And it, I don't think he's going to be able to, which is insane. He's so lackluster. He has no charisma. He's not alive. He doesn't, like, I was watching, this was fucking crazy. Uh, I was on Twitter last night, and uh, I scrolled over the live stream of Joe Biden's acceptance speech. And he had less than 2,500 people live with him. Now it's Twitter. I don't know how many Trump would have had there, but 2,500 people were live with Joe Biden. 2,500. 2,500. Holy shit, dude. Like, that's not going to win. Like, if that's the numbers that you're pulling on Twitter, bro, it's not going to look good. And I was on Instagram today and I saw a sponsored ad for Joe Biden, a sponsored ad with a video of Joe Biden. It wasn't even at a thousand views. It was at like 980 or something like that. Look, I'm not trying to brag and I'm not even a great comedian and I don't have the biggest social media following, but I've had stand up clips of 30 seconds of my stand up that have gotten more than that. 30 seconds, and I didn't pay to get them sponsored. I just put them out there with the right hashtags, and they got over a 1,000 views, okay, on, on Instagram. How the fuck can Joe Biden not get his shit together? I thought the Democratic Party was supposed to have all the young tech people in it, right? What the fuck happened to all these people? They they can't figure out how to social media manage Joe Biden into the White House because that's the other thing about Trump. Trump is the first president who mobilized social media to get him elected. He did. Okay, Obama was around when social media was kind of starting in 08. And then 2012, you know, Mitt Romney, I mean, he wasn't going to fucking use social media big time. But Donald Trump, he did. He used it huge, in his own words, bigly. He used it bigly, and it got him elected. Now, you basically have to realize, like I'm realizing in comedy, social media is huge. Whatever you do, whatever your business is, you're going to need social media, okay, to get your message out there. Donald Trump did that. Joe Biden fails at it so hard. And you're looking at him like, bro, bro, you were vice president, okay? You have the entire Democratic Party behind you. 
You're telling me you can't get over a thousand views on an Instagram video that you sponsored, that you paid for? It's mind boggling. It's really crazy. I don't understand it. It makes no sense to me. Because I'm like, dude, you should you should be getting hella views. There are so many, like you make an anti-Trump clip, you make a little parody, or you make some skit that shits on Trump, you're getting a million views. You're getting a million views. He is the guy running against him, and he can't even figure this shit out. It's embarrassing. And again, this is why I don't think he's going to win. Because he doesn't have the enthusiasm. Nobody wants him. Nobody wants him. Nobody likes the guy. Nobody really likes Joe Biden. And I don't know if there's enough anti-Trump sentiment. There is a lot. But is there enough to swing the electorate? Oh, that was a tough word. Swing the electorate all the way towards someone that nobody really likes. I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't know if it's going to happen. Apparently, he's still the Vegas favorite. Joe Biden is. And I'm sure that's because a lot of people would rather bet on Joe Biden than bet on Donald Trump. But Donald Trump is probably going to be the money bet. If you bet on Donald Trump to win the presidency, like in 2016, a lot of people made money. I have tons of friends who are like, I didn't vote for Donald Trump, but I bet on him. And those people were rich for a couple weeks and then they blew their money on whatever the fuck they spent it on. But my point with all of this is, again, I don't think there's that much anti-Trump sentiment to where it's going to swing the electorate all the way to a guy that doesn't garner any support. Nobody wants him. Nobody's enthused. The enthusiasm. That's what I was trying to point out with, uh, like, Trump supporters are enthusiastic. Biden supporters are not. Like, I see a couple Biden signs here and there. But if he, like, Joe Biden should have signs all over the suburbs, right? You would think a candidate like that, the Democratic Party, yada, 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 after Trump, there should be Biden signs everywhere. But you know why there aren't? Because people are not stoked on him, bro. People are not stoked on Biden. They're not. That's why it's still a race. Like Trump is in the midst of a depression that we don't realize because the stock market's up weirdly. But most people don't have money in the stock market which is stupid, put some money in the stock market, make some money, people, come on. Donald Trump is the president during this huge coronavirus disaster, this huge economic disaster, record unemployment, all of these things. He still might win. And it's because the Democrats and Joe Biden are are running the worst possible campaign they could run. The worst possible campaign they could run. Uh, And that's not even to mention everyone I'm sure has seen the video from the DNC the first night of – let me see if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, There it is. Okay. Kyle Kalinske had posted this um, basically saying this is Trump getting reelected. And it was on the opening night of the DNC, Democratic National Convention. They closed out the broadcast – with the weirdest rendition of of like this old I don't know what the name of the song is. Uh but it, it was I'm trying to find the clip. Where's the fucking clip? Oh, here's another great Cardi B clip. <laughs> we'll get to that later. Uh where is this? Where is it? Where is it? Come on, Kyle Kalinsky, how often do you tweet? Oh, here it is. Let's watch it.
They put a dude in a dress singing this song. And this guy looks dead. The guy with the guitar looks straight up dead. They got these blue hands that are supposed to look black. It's such a weird imagery. This guy, dude. This guy's like, I don't want to be here. What, what, they have Black Lives Matter in the background. They have this guy dancing over LeBron like that. It's so weird. There's battle lines being drawn. Nobody's right. Everybody's wrong. Look at this guy. Fucking weird, dude. It's just the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. And I don't get it because it's like, who? The demographic who this appeals to was already not voting for Trump and most likely voting for Joe Biden. The demographic that this doesn't appeal to, that this actually kind of is off putting to, that demographic is wide open. Wide open. The people who are looking at this and are like, this is fucking weird. They weren't all Trump supporters. Actually, I'm sure a lot of them weren't. So now you just took all these people who maybe would have voted for you and you're like, nah, we're going to go weirder. And I see you see this in like alt comedy rooms, too. They wonder, like, why does nobody come to our shows? Well, because you have the weirdest acts up there. And they're like, yeah, but we have a diverse lineup. Yeah, but you don't have anybody on that lineup who's appealing to a large fucking broad swath of the population and you wonder why you don't get people to come back because you have the weirdest lineups and but you (laughs) they're like diversity is our strength is it sometimes i think it might be your weakness and not because people are racist but because the way you broadcast your diversity is weird as fuck okay it's just weird weird doesn't win i don't know if you know that weird doesn't win Austin, Texas is a weird city. That's why they have the festival. Keep Austin weird. Guess what? The rest of Texas is like, yep, we'll keep Austin weird. We'll totally keep Austin weird because they can be weird and the rest of Texas can be Texas. And I'm just I'm just saying that's exactly how it works. And people don't understand that. Uh, clearly, the Democrats don't understand that. But um, again, it's it's up to them. They can do it however they want to do it. You know, they got Hill Dog. She's given speeches at the convention. Michelle Obama gave a speech at the convention. They're pulling out all the member berries they can. Literally member berries from South Park. Right? They had AOC go up there for half a minute and be like Bernie Sanders, which whatever was a formality. Sure. But guess what else has been a formality during all of the national conventions for the Democratic Party? If a Uh, If a candidate gets an electorate, an electoral vote, like they carry an elector, they're invited to speak at the DNC. Tulsi Gabbard got an elector, did not get invited to speak at the DNC. So they're not really following all the rules. They're just following some of them. And I don't think it's going to work out for them. Like I said, again, if you want to make some money, maybe bet on Trump or just buy Tesla stock. That's what I've been doing. Uh, I bought it a while ago, though, so I'm not buying it at at the all-time highs that it's at. But I think it's going to keep going up. I do. That's my expert opinion, by the way. You can take that to the bank. Don't take it to the bank. Take it to uh, some little platform. Take it to Robinhood or something like that. But 
It's just funny to me to watch the Democratic Party literally make the same mistakes over and over again. And I know I rag on them a lot, but that's because they suck. They're awful. They're awful. They're terrible. Okay? They don't even present good policy. They campaign like idiots. Okay? They refuse to listen to the population. Call them populist, but at least the Republicans listened and elected Trump. Um, the Democrats, though... Nah, they don't really feel like doing that. They they think they know better. And this is what I was talking about last week with the lizard people. They think they know better. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. And it's funny, as, as I scroll through Twitter, you know, you just see over and over and over and over and over again these clips of Joe Biden and Kamala Harris not taking questions from reporters, but they will take questions from Cardi B, of course. Hey, you want this wet-ass pussy? And obviously that's not what she sounds like, but that clip was funny. You have to admit, that was a funny clip. I found that on uh, on, on the Twitters, and I, I laughed at it, so I thought it was funny. And I, I just wanted to share that with the viewers. Um, but without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, oh, wow, I just saw this now. I'm just seeing this. Antifa for Biden? Is this real? This can't be real. Antifa for Biden. This can't be fucking real. Creepy Biden. Oh, I think these are uh I think these are trolls. They're trolls. It's students for Trump. I should have known. Should have known. Students for Trump. Students for Trump are hilarious to me because uh they just they they you know, I'm like, dude, just smoke some pot, bro. Just smoke a little pot. This is funny. This just came up. Hockey analyst faces backlash for comment about women and the NHL bubble. NHL on NBC analyst Mike Milbury Burry, received criticism from the media and fans for a comment he made during Thursday night's broadcast regarding the NHL bubble, suggesting that there are not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. After Milbury was condemned by the NHL, he, the NHL, sorry, the NHL, he offered an apology. So here's what he said. He said, not even any women here to disrupt your concentration. He literally just said that women distract men and everybody flipped out about it. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? That is the most ridiculous shit I have ever fucking seen in my life. Like, that is so ridiculous. Oh, put that up on the Twitter. Okay. Um, I think it's about time. It's about high time that we get into this week's porn star of the podcast. And this week we have none other than the lovely Diamond Jackson. That is right. Now, a couple things that you need to know about Diamond Jackson. She was born in July 1966 in Miami, Florida. Okay, she's 54 years old. That's fucking nuts. She's so good looking for 54. It's actually amazing. It's amazing. Uh, she went to the University of Denver. That's where she was educated. Now, I'm trying to look up a little bit more information about her, but it doesn't seem to have a whole lot. Um, here's a little bit more information. 
She is an American adult actress and former TV fitness instructor. That explains a lot. Uh, music videos and commercial actress, runway model, who has a degree in sports medicine technology from the University of Denver, from Denver University, sorry. Like I said, she was born on Wednesday, July 6th, 1966 in the United States. Said Miami earlier, so I'm trying to piece together the information for you. Diamond Jackson is gifted with natural leadership and the capacity to accumulate great wealth. She has great talent for management in all walks of life, especially in business and financial matters, where she contributes the greater vision, purpose, and long-range goals. What is this website? Celebrities Galore. Okay. Let's go down. I want to read a little bit about her, uh, more about her. Um... She understands the material world and intuitively knows what makes virtually any enterprise work. Business, finance, real estate, law, science, particularly history, archaeology, and physics. Wow. Fascinating. Publishing and the management of large institutions are among the vocational fields that suit Diamond best. She is naturally attracted to positions of influence and leadership and politics, social work, and teaching are among the many other areas where her abilities can shine. She possesses the ability to inspire people to join her in her quest, even when they are incapable of seeing what she sees. Therefore, those therefore those around Diamond Jackson need her continual guidance, inspiration, and encouragement. Jackson is a good judge of character, which serves her well in attracting the right people that she can that she can prod them into action and direct them along the lines of her vision. Diamond's challenge in life is to understand that power and influence must be used for the benefit of mankind and only for her personal gain. Only, wait, hold on. Understand that power and influence must be used for the benefit of mankind and only, whole, and only for her personal gain. That's weirdly written there. Okay, moving on. Otherwise, Diamond Jackson is bound to suffer the consequences of greed and run the risk of losing it all. She must also learn to bounce back from failures and defeats. As with many great visionaries, Jackson can be reckless for lack of attention to detail. Thus, it is not unlikely for such personality to experience major reverses, including bankruptcies and financial failure. Diamond Jackson, however, has the talent and the sheer guts to make more than one fortune and build many successful empires. Okay, I honestly, I'm going to be honest with you. I know we just read through that. Uh, I feel like I'm reading a horoscope for someone. That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> Can we go on our IMDb? Here we go. Okay. Here we go. We've got our IMDb up here. I'm, I'm sorry, that got distracted. Diamond Jackson. Here we go. July 6, 1966. Her birth name is Mella Dalton. Buxom and shapely, 5'7", black stunner Diamond Jackson was born July 6, 1966, an avid aficionado of sports and gymnastics. Diamond was a cheerleader in high school. Diamond not only was a local mainstream television program, was on a local mainstream television program where she did fitness and was a VJ. I don't know what that is who introduced music videos during the early days of MTV, but also did TV commercials and runway modeling prior to starting out in the adult entertainment industry as an online camera model in 2001. Jackson first began performing in explicit hardcore movies in her early 40s in 2007. Among the top companies Diamond has appeared 
has appeared in X-rated features for Elegant Angel, Girlfriends Films, Evasive Angels, Pulse Distribution, and Pure Play Media. Moreover, Jackson has also worked for such adult websites as Bang Bros and Reality Kings. Here's a trivia question for you. She has been a registered Florida Democrat registered with the florida democratic party since 2004 and she is a mother of one child so there you go there you go ladies and gentlemen that is this week's porn star of the podcast miss diamond jackson i'm glad we were able to get some actual information because again that other website was basically a fucking horoscope what the fuck basically it's it's talking about all this shit like she might do this and she might do that that's the thing about horoscopes that are bullshit dude like you read a horoscope and you're like You're just vaguely saying stuff that could apply to anybody, and you just made me type my birthday in. Like, it makes no sense, but uh, I do – like, I believe in interstellar shit, but sometimes the articles you read, like, that's not the stars writing that. Okay, that's just a person with a blog who wrote some shit about how your moons are aligned or whatever, how your Jupiter and your Pluto don't match up or something like that. Um It's always weird to me. It's always a little weird. But I am glad we actually went on the IMDb and got the information. I'm sorry. I know there's a little touch and go there uh, with the Diamond Jackson information. But I'm glad we were able to actually profile her on this week's episode of Mark Sullen Loves Porn and Capitalism. Because I do. I do love him. And uh, I'm glad we were able to pay nice tribute also to uh, the former Reds broadcaster Tom Brenneman. Rest in peace to his career and his soul. And I can't wait to see him on Joe Rogan. It's going to be awesome. And I can't wait for Joe Biden to win the presidency. I'm excited. It's going to be great. So uh, thank you very much for checking out this episode. If you liked it, check out the other episodes. Check out my other podcast, Open Mics. Uh, Follow me on Instagram and Twitter, at Beard Von Marcus. Whatever you do, though, don't fall for communism, okay? It's bad for you. It's bad. It's real bad. All right, peace.